and welcome back to the Arise Podcast. Jacob, how are you doing, my man? Doing great, Roger. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So today, we are going to go over the sermon series that we're currently doing at Arise called God Is. And so, uh, seems pretty pretty self-explanatory is, you know, just kind of going over who God is and, and the different characters and stuff like that that he has. And so uh, our first week is God is love. So we're going to be talking about that. So uh, when you were kind of starting it off, you were talking about like what God is and, and who he is and kind of like, like we know that, well, not everyone knows, but like you, you can kind of get, you can kind of get to the point where, okay, we know there is a God, but like what is he like? Who is he? Is he angry? Is he judge? You know, is he a judging God? Is he a forgiving God? And, you know, there's all these kind of things that, you know, can be uh, either attached to him rightfully or unrightfully, but kind of what was the, uh, the thing that you started off with? Yeah. So a large part of the series is oriented towards a specific kind of person, right? As you just mentioned, right, we're kind of assuming that people who are hearing this believe in some sort of God or are at least kind of willing to accept the idea that that God is out there and that God exists. Uh, we don't expect too many people to tune in who are just completely antithetical to faith of any sort. Yeah. Although throughout this whole series, there have been kind of apologetic moments where we talk about arguments for the existence of God or uh, you know, the, specifically the Christian God and, and things like that. But really what I wanted to do was kind of give people some kind of basic language and understanding around kind of some of the key characteristics of who God is. Now, obviously, a series on who God is could go on literally forever because yeah. you're never going to exhaust exploring who God is. Uh, and in some sense, every sermon that we preach here at Arise is going to be about who God is. But we wanted to start kind of with some some basic ideas here, uh, just to introduce people, especially people who are new to faith or people who are on the fringes of faith. Uh, we really wanted to help them see, hey, uh, if if I'm thinking about following God, or if I'm thinking about reengaging God, uh, I need to understand who that is. So we started with love because obviously you know there are a number of passages in scripture that that really communicate uh that god is love and of course uh the passage we looked at was first john chapter four where john actually says multiple times god is love and and kind of goes from there so we use that as a jumping off point and uh got to talk about that yeah i really uh so you know i was reading into that like reading that that passage and um one of the verses says, uh, who does not love does not know God because God is love. And like that really like stood out to me because I mean, it, it's again, like you said, you kind of know all these things or, or at least have heard of these things. But when, you know, you're talking about something and then you really look into it, it's like it's just crazy how like sometimes it can be so like plain and like right in your face. Like if, if you don't know love, then you don't know me because that's who I am. Right. And so uh and I think you kind of which you can get into a little bit. I think you kind of went into uh, how that is relationally because, well, all of us relationally, but like how it's a little different from, you know, oh, I love my wife or I love my kids or, you know, it's kind of how we love others. Right. So one of the things I talked about is I, I didn't use this language in the message. Um, I, I tried to simplify it a little bit, but 
kind of the theological concept behind all of this is God is the origin of all love. All love, uh, a word that theologians will use is all love emanates from the interpersonal relationship that is the triune God. And actually, that was one of the things that we didn't explicitly talk about is the Trinity. Uh, again, this was our launch Sunday message, had a lot of yeah. outsiders, didn't want to beat people over the head with theology proper here. Um, but, you know, behind all of this is, you know, we know God is love for a couple of different reasons. The reason we talked about in this message was we know God is love because of what he's done through Jesus, right? He came and he lived and he died for us while we were still sinners of no merit of our own. Uh, that's, you know, the imminent, um, the imminent expression of God's love, but the transcendent expression of God's love, the transcendent uh, clarity of God's love uh, comes with the Trinity, where we have believe in one God with three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the the love between persons, the love between Father and Son, we believe in Western theology, actually um, leads to the, uh, the the presence of the Holy Spirit as, a, as another person in the Godhead. So, you know, there's there's deep theological waters that we can get into here. Um, John does not get to this in chapter four. He actually uh, points to this in chapter five, which is a theological discussion of its own. Um, so here in chapter four, we really got into the hey, we see love between us, and that ultimately comes from God's love for us that is most clearly seen here in the person and the work of Jesus. So this is one of the things that theologians will talk about when they talk about um, how you know who God is, right? There are there are certain ways that you can come to an understanding of God. You can look at the world and you can deduce things about God. You can use your mind and you can reason things about God. Um, you can look at uh, what scripture says, what Re- Revelation says, uh, about who God is. These are all ways to come to an understanding of God. But at the heart of all of that, at the heart of all theology, um, at least all orthodox theology, is look at Jesus. If you want to understand who God is, look at Jesus. And that's especially true uh, in the sermon for the coming week, that God is man. Um, but it finds really full expression here, too, in our message that God is love, because again, it's in Jesus that you get the clearest expression uh, of of who God is and how much He loves us. So this is kind of a, a random thing, like legit random. So you were talking in the sermon about how you were—I uh, forgot exactly what you were saying. You were like you tear up to movies. I don't. I don't cry. Don't, I try not to cry in movies. But, but then you were saying like, well, as you've gotten older. I've, the facade has cracked. So I don't know. Like I, this is, like I said, this is random, but it made me think of this because I'm like that too. And now that I've had children, I get super emotional about like little weird things. Yes. And so I'll listen to uh toy story. Uh, you got a friend in me. Mm-hmm. And like when he gets to like the, I don't know, I guess like the bridge part is like, you know, might be smarter than I am or bigger and stronger too. Yep. And that literally makes me cry like a little baby sometimes because, like, I think about that with my kids. Like, absolutely, you know, like I know you'll you'll like not think I'm as cool anymore, but like, I'll always like love you. So it's kind of funny how how that happens. Uh, I mean, relatedly, uh, I actually cut this out of my sermon 
this is one of the things that I that dropped is I actually blamed my children for making me cry more. Yeah, it's really since my kids have come along uh, that that I emote more. And you know, I would I would say something like you know the con- the connection here right is uh, loving more people helps us be more loving, right? Helps us tap into that emotion a little bit more. So this is actually not an unheard of phenomenon. Uh, you know, the wider your circle of love grows with family and friends and things like that, the easier it can be for, for people to express that emotion. Not always, but, um, that's, that's actually something that, that people talk about. You know, sometimes husband and wife are uh, afraid that, you know, when they have their first kid, their love for each other is going to, uh, be reduced in some way, shape, or form because there's now this other person to love and what, uh, most parents have experienced, certainly what my family experienced was your love for your spouse doesn't decrease. You just have this whole new person that you love just as much. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think there's, there's a good, there's good theological tie in here, right? Like just because, uh, just because God has love for himself doesn't mean he loves us any less. Just because God loves you doesn't mean he loves me any less. I mean, there's, there's lots here that we could, that we could dig into. So I have a question. So, I mean, I mean, I know there's a difference, and I, I, I don't know. It's like, what's the difference between God's love and our love? Like, like how do we appropriately show God's love, even though it's not maybe like God's love? So I would the answer to your last question, I would say, is something like, we show people God's love by loving them as perfectly as possible. That is, we show love best when we love people like God loves them. And that, I think, connects to kind of the first question you were asking. And that is, I would say something to that, I would say something like, God's love is perfect, right? God's love is the, if you can imagine, right, like the the clearest, brightest, most powerful laser in the universe, right? It 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 goes on forever it cuts through everything it's powerful and it's intense and there's nothing that can stop it that's how god loves we love like a flickering light bulb right it's there right it flickers on and off or it flickers on and off we we are emitting light it's still light it's still light like the laser is light right but it's it's not it's not perfect it's not as strong it's not as convincing it's not as uh, impactful or uh, convicting or anything like that. And so, you know, how do we love better? Well, we love more like God, right? We we strengthen the the wattage and the intensity of the light that we have. Um, now, sometimes people will will draw these distinctions. There are there are multiple Greek words that get translated into one word in English that get translated into love in English, and sometimes. Pastors and theologians will make will make a big deal about this, and I think there's there's some merit to this. Erotic love is a different sort of thing than brotherly love is a different sort of thing than uh, you know relational or companion like love. That is absolutely true. But God loves in all of those ways, and He loves in all those ways perfectly. And we all, we can can love in all those ways. But when we do, it's it's never quite to his standard. So there's, you know, this is part of the Christian life, becoming more and more like God, living more and more like God, becoming more and more like Jesus. And so that's the process of of learning to love and, and live people more and more. 
So you said, um, if you follow King Jesus, you should love others. So, yes. you know, which, which, yes, of course. Um, so if you're not a Christian and let me preface this by saying, so like, I mean, if you're not a Christian and you know, you are not sure who God is, you're not sure of his love and or if you, you know, you might not trust God right now, which I mean, from a, a Christian standpoint, that could be hard. I mean, there, there's times where you're not all there and you're not being faithful and you're like, I'm just not sure. Like, I just don't feel God right now. I don't feel this. I don't feel that. So knowing that it's hard sometimes to do this as a Christian, like, like how, how do you, um, go about this if you're not sure, if you're kind of wondering, like, okay, what, what could this be? Like, what, what do you do there? So if, if you're not sure you're following King Jesus. Yeah. Like if you're not, and you're kind of like on the, on the fence and just, you know, I mean, you might think there's a guy, but like, you don't know. I don't, I don't know if God's love. I don't know if I, you know, if I necessarily trust in God, I don't know. Like, you know, how would you go about it if you're having that curiosity or that, you know, those questions? Yeah. So I would say if you have questions about God or, or you're genuinely not sure, um, which I don't think is everybody. So I'll, I'll come around and try to draw a, a full circle around this. But if, if you're listening and you're, you've got questions about who God is, or you're just, you're just not sure. The thing I actually encourage people to do is just keep digging into the questions, right? Join the conversation. Join it here to rise. Join it at a local church in your area. Uh, connect to some resources. That's one of the, the big things that I'm really passionate and excited about here to rise is being able to equip people to answer their questions and help them think through the issues that they have. Uh, you know, some of the, the people who've had the most impact in my life have been folks who have helped me wrestle with something and come maybe not to a, a 100% certain conclusion, but a, you know, enough of a conclusion that I can, I can base some life and some action on that. So if you're not sure, keep asking questions. Now, there's, there's a point at which your skepticism, right? There's a point at which your questions become pedantic, right? Uh, there's a point at which you, you need to bite the bullet and, and make a decision one way or the other. I had a friend in high school who I, who I walked with for a number of years, and he had grown up in the church, and he was, he was having a crisis of faith moment, and he decided, hey, I'm, I'm, um, I'm not going to follow Jesus anymore. And he just asked questions, and he asked questions, and he asked questions, and he asked questions. And he got to a point where he he kept saying he had questions, but they were really rehashes of questions he'd had before, right? They were – it seemed like he was just kind of treading water and, and trying to make sense of things. I don't, I don't think that's ultimately helpful. You're going to come to a certain point where God wants you to make, to make a decision, right? Are you going to follow Jesus or are you not going to follow Jesus? And if you're at that point of decision, you need to talk to someone, you need to pray with someone, you need to talk to someone and, and, and you know, make that decision and, and get the help you need to make that decision. Uh, and I encourage you, if you need to talk to someone, reach out to us here at Arise. We'd love to, love to talk with you about that. A healthier way to go about your skepticism is to do what another friend from high school did. And he had a lot of questions. He stopped calling himself a Christian at one point, but he dug really deeply into those questions. He'd have some people over every month to to wrestle through this issue or that issue. And then he came to a point after an intense period of searching where he could say, hey, I have enough. I don't have all the answers, but I have enough answers to say, hey, I am following King Jesus again. And he could make that commitment. And so, you know, skepticism 
comes in many different forms. My my encouragement to skeptics is, you know, dig in, try to answer those questions, try to figure out what's going on. Uh, there's so much information out there today. Some of it's good, some of it's less helpful. Um, but you know, get that information and then come to the moment of decision. Right? Don't push it off forever. Uh, I always tell people who call themselves agnostics that has to be a temporary position. Right? Uh, as a Christian, I believe it, it's going to be a temporary position because one day you're going to stand before the judgment seat of God and you're going to have to recognize uh, that he exists and that he is Lord or you're going to continue to reject that. So you're going to have to come to a moment of decision eventually. You might as well put the harder work in now and figure it out sooner rather than later. Yeah, uh, I really like that. I really like the the join, uh, the conversation, and like you said, really kind of get deep into that because, I mean, as a Christian growing up, um, which— I feel like this is, uh, happens to a lot of people, but it's uh, a lot of like growing up. I felt like it was a lot of, you know, checkbox, you know, you know, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to. And I just, for the life of me, can't remember that book we read in small group. It might have been like not the first one, the second book we read. Gospel centered life. Yes. Church. Yeah. Life. Yeah. Gospel centered life. And I remember him saying like, you know, he, he was walking with his friend and he had to like, you know, he had his little paper in this thing, like his little, pen, you know, little booklet thing that right. he was supposed to give to his friend. And like, you have to report, you know, at Sunday school, like, okay, I witnessed this week. And, right. you know, I, I remember like really relating to that and feeling like that, like, man, like, and again, not that I, you know, I, I didn't have faith or like I, 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 you know, didn't believe in Christ or anything, but like, it was almost like robotic, like a, you know, it felt more like a, again, not a judging God, but like, it felt like, okay, like if I don't do these things, if I don't go about my day a certain way, like, you know, I'm ruined or like, you know, I didn't do right by God and like that. So it, it is really, but like you said, you know, you, you kind of get older and you really start digging deep and you really start getting that relationship and are, you know, taking the steps to get to that relationship and you really can see what God, like all that he has to offer because it's not just, Okay, you know, I witnessed today or I read my Bible for five minutes today and five minutes the next day. You know, like it's just there's so much more. Of course, you need that. and You need to to do that to learn and, and keep growing. But it's more than just that checklist. So I really I really like that, like join the conversation and kind of dig deep and really, really uh, dig into it. Yeah. And I think that's that's something that's becoming even more and more and more important as years go by. I mean, for our generation. Uh, you know, Roger, you and I have talked about you know people we grew up with or friends or people we were in church with, right? And it's 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 scary for me to see how many of my peers growing up in the church have just decided to leave, yeah. right? And it's oftentimes because of the sorts of things that you're talking about. Yeah, it's good to read your Bible, but if reading your Bible becomes you know a legalistic practice that you need to do in order to get into heaven. A, that's not right, and B, that pushes people away from faith. Yeah, and so that's one of the things that you know I live in some fear of with my kids, right? Like, what are the things that we do that are good habits that I need to make sure I'm explaining to them are our habits and are part of being in relationship with God, not hey, this is how you please God, because it's really important that that they see that and that you know. Our kids ministry here and our youth ministry here and our next gen ministry here, like that, that we see this because this has to be part of that conversation. Yeah, for sure. I think it's like you said, it's very, very important and very, I don't know, that that's the thing that, you know, I relate to the most and really hits home with me. It's just that 
getting that relationship. Because I mean, and, and again, I know part of it's just you know how you're how you're growing and how you're just the progression of you know the walk that you have with Christ. Because I'm I'm not gonna act like you know my church you know told us that, you know have a relationship with Christ and all that. So like I'm not I don't ever think it was anything like that. But it's just really searching for that. And once you really get to it, like it's such a like great like peaceful place to be at. So I think that's that's all we got today. Um, God is love. So if you guys want to uh, join us, we still have. Oh, wait, hold on, one they're gonna even hear this. I'm all over the place today. By the time they hear, I think we're gonna have one more week of God is love. Yeah. By the time they hear this. Yeah. So we'll have one more week of God is love by the time you hear this. So uh, if you guys want to come out, we're in Finn six three nine, sweet I. 639 Gravway Bluffs Boulevard, Sweet Eye, Fenton, Missouri, 63026. Or you can, you know, get all that at AriseSTL.com. For sure. Uh, so we would love to have you guys here. I'd love to um, meet with you guys on a Sunday morning. And so that would be awesome. If you also would like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do that. Um, I'm pretty sure I celebrated this the last episode, but I'm going to celebrate again that we got Spotify figured out because that was... That was a pain in my side. So uh, you can listen to us on pretty much any podcasting uh, platform. So subscribe, like, any of that. Uh, so we'd really appreciate that. Reviews. 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 We need the reviews. If you, if you listen, let us know you listen. Let us know what you think. Nathan Young, I'm talking to you. Yes. Let us know you listen. Let yes. us know what you think. So, uh, yeah, we really appreciate it, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to the Arise Podcast.